Welcome to Doing a World of Good, a podcast from the American Institute of Chemical Engineers and generously supported by Raj and Kumla Gupta, shining the light on the positive works of our members and supporters. I'm your host, Bob Norp. Encouraging student interest in chemical engineering is a key focus of the Doing a World of Good campaign and AICHE as a whole which is why our K-12 committee created and launched the K-12 STEM Outreach Competition, a program designed not just to challenge students currently studying in the STEM disciplines, but to also expose younger students to exciting possibilities of our field. And to further explain this program as well as what happened during the inaugural competition at this year's AICHE annual meeting, We've gathered three of the individuals who made it such a roaring success for everybody. Now, first up, we have Dr. Lucas Landhair. Lucas is an associate teaching professor of chemical engineering at Northeastern University, is the current chair of the K-12 committee, and is one of the leading proponents of alternative teaching methods to raise youth interest in the chemical engineering space. So welcome, Lucas. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Now, next up, we have... Ms. Madeline Mueller. Madeline is a chemical engineer focused on process engineering at Coke Glitch and is both the previous chair of the K-12 committee and a key organizer of the inaugural K-12 STEM outreach competition. Welcome to the show, Madeline. Thank you. Glad to be here. And finally, we welcome Dr. Christina Thomas. Christina is Senior Technical Leader in the Corporate R&D Services Center at 3M and our keynote speaker at the competition in Orlando. Thanks for being here, Christina. Happy to be here. Well, we've got a great panel for this particular subject. Uh, To start this off, though, I'd like a better understanding of where the idea for all this came from. So Lucas and Madeline, as the chairs who oversaw bringing all this to life, could you tell us a bit about the journey? Uh, Where did this idea come from? Maybe talk a little bit about the process of the development. Uh, Sure, I, I I can lead here. So... Uh, originally, this came. The idea came about during a breakout session for the Societal Impact Operating Council uh, for SIOC. Uh and this came about uh, during the spring meeting in 2017. I can be honest and say that I was actually zoning out briefly during the meeting and came up with the idea. That's when the best ideas um, usually come. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the idea was originally based around, uh, we were trying to find different ways we could build up K-12 outreach within AICHE. Uh, there hadn't been an official K-12 committee uh, for several years, uh, I think well over a decade. Um, and, and we were trying to figure out how we could kind of build the different outreach activities that we knew that were kind of occurring from a bunch of different separate committees or from uh, d- individuals. Uh, and so we proposed this I proposed a STEM module competition. Uh, we kind of knew that we would need a functioning K-12 committee to be able to make it a success, and uh, we just really didn't have the uh, manpower for it at first uh, and, and the different people that were willing to volunteer. Uh, so we really submitted for funding uh, to the ASCG Foundation in December 2017. Uh, we didn't really have the organization in place, though, and, and as a result, it was uh, the, our request was declined. But we resubmitted in May 2018, and... It would have made it for a really short turnaround before the 2018 annual meeting, but we kind of knew that if we were able to start getting volunteer, finding volunteers who could take part, uh, people that would be interested in kind of helping out with K-12 activities throughout uh, the, the 
the institute, uh, we knew we might be able to get this to work. So it was it was basically conditionally approved for the 2019 annual meeting. Uh, and from there, we, we from SIOC, we started reaching out for different people who were involved in AICHE who really wanted to be in, involved in K-12 activities, K-12 outreach. Maybe they already were with their you know, student chapters or with their professional chapters, or maybe they're just doing it individually with their companies or with their companies, whatever it might be. Uh, so we reached out and through AICHE's Engage website. Uh, Madeline was one of the first people who kind of volunteered. Uh, and since I was basically in line to be a chair of SIOC in 2019 uh, from Madeline's energy and, and, her, and her interest and, and basically everything she was bringing to those meetings. Uh, we asked her if she would be willing to lead the K-12 committee through 2019. Uh, well, that's a so, that's a massive uh, that's a massive honor right out of the gate, Madeline. I mean, it's just like you know, you, you raise your hand, say you want to be part of this uh, committee, you want to be part of this event, and suddenly you're the chairman <laughs> or chairperson, I should say. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about that. Tell me, uh, Madeline, tell me a little bit about the experience of stepping right into the chairperson role for this particular event and, well, for the entire committee, really, and moving into this event right out of the gate. Um, did you feel overwhelmed at that particular moment or did, was this just kind of a natural extension of what you'd already been doing? Well, I will say there was definitely a learning curve. <laughs> um, and I, I think one of the kind of challenges but also one of the positives to stepping in this role is that you know to ex an extent we were kind of a, a blank slate right you know this committee had not been formed previously um there were already some things on the docket that we had to get done um so you know you you handle the challenges of you know how do you even attempt to organize this really energetic group of people that wants to help um you know but then still make sure that you guys are all moving in one direction to ultimately achieve uh, a goal, and our biggest goal was really the the STEM outreach competition at the annual meeting. Um, but I mean, I was super lucky that, like I said, we had a really energetic group. People were willing to share their experiences. You know, they were willing to give us their time. Um, and it was it 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 was, it's been really fun, honestly. And I'm really excited to continue to be a part of this group and hope to remain doing that um, for the foreseeable future. But you know, it it was a uh, kind of a leap of faith but i think it worked out yeah it certainly did i mean from all accounts it was a, a roaring success for everybody involved um lucas the, there this is not something you could have done alone right i mean it's just like there was involvement by the aiche staff and a lot of uh effort and commitment on part of the organization as a whole to to bring this about wasn't it yeah, yeah. So uh, we, Gordon Ellis is the ASCG staff person who's a liaison for the K-12 committee, uh, and and he was really pretty crucial in in bringing on a lot of people like Madeline and, and helping us find people who want to be part of the committee. Uh, and in uh, in last spring, uh, Emily McSevich uh, was the ASCG staff person. I'm probably butchering her last name. Sorry, Emily. Uh, <laughs> she, she was. She, she essentially was, was assigned to work on uh, helping to get the competition going and, and really being a, a key person in all this. And, and really, she was just so so crucial in making sure that we were on target and, and figuring out everything we needed. Uh, I mean, Madeline and I were, were talking with her basically every week um, for, for several months there. But Emily was, was really kind of crucial in making sure that everything was a success that it was. 
And, you know, tell me a little bit more, Madeline, about the, the evolution of this particular program. Like, what, what was involved with getting ready for the competition? What was involved with um, getting these, these modules put together? I mean, what, 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 tell me a little bit about the process that was involved. Well, you know, it, it worked out that, you know, I think, you know, Lucas kind of went through some of the background and how the idea of this STEM module competition came to be. So it worked out that we had a pretty solid foundation for what the vision was going to be. Um, and so then, you know, on the execution side with the, with the help of Emily and, uh, you know, all the AICHE staff members that worked to kind of get the logistics in order. I mean, on our end, um, kind of this big component of, of this overall competition was to first, you know, get that information out there um, and available to different, you know, our AICHE members who might be part interested in participating. And, um, and, you, and know, you got like a lot of, we, you got a lot of response right out of the gate, right? I mean, it's just like, there were a lot of submissions uh, for this, for this event. Um, yeah. From what I see from the notes, you had like 27 module submissions in September. I mean, it's just like, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of effort on a part of a lot of students to get involved with it. It must have been really well received. I think it was, and I mean, I remember I was really impressed by some of the entries we had, and there really wasn't too much overlap, um, which I think is also really cool. It just goes to show how creative people can be, and you know, all the different realms of chemical engineering or STEM fields in general that can be touched upon. Um, in these different modules. So, you know, like you said, we had several submissions. Um, and then, you know, in September, we had to kind of get a group together and review them and go through. And ultimately, uh, we ended up settling on 16 different groups. And of those 16, I believe 11 were student chapter teams. And uh, five were teams that were either professionals or like a mix of professional and students. And then you had to go from it being a competition. I mean, you have the competition of this baked, and then you have to turn it into an actual event, you know, something that uh, people can watch and be entertained and be, you know, inspired and led to potential careers in chemical engineering. So how did it expand to bring in, say, like people like Christina? I mean, Christina was approached, I assume, at some early stage in this to become a speaker. I mean, t tell me a little bit about how that came about. Yeah, I, I will say the, the scope definitely expanded. Um, and I, <laughs> Lucas, I don't know about you, but to me, it felt like it expanded overnight. And it went from, you know, just the STEM module competition to then becoming the full K through 12 STEM showcase um, that included our keynote speaker, um, at, you know, in the demonstrations on stage, uh, as well as the actual module competition where the participating students had the opportunity to interact with those different modules. Um, and we also had kind of a little activity uh, in the beginning of the event where, you know, as people were coming in, we wanted to engage them right, right out of the gate. So uh, some of our K through 12 committee members actually came up with this idea to, um, we, we gave out these, these little sheets of paper that said, you know, what is a chemical engineer or, you know, what do chemical engineers do just to kind of get people thinking and we asked the students to either draw pictures or write something. Um, and so it, it, it grew, it seems like almost overnight into, you know, what started as a module competition and then became a full fledged, you know, so if I'm, if, if I'm understanding, yeah, I, I think, I think 
sorry, I think one of those aspects was just that um, we, we wanted to make sure we had a bunch of students from the, the local area be able to come on site. Uh, and, and we kind of realized that that was it, my big question. Just, I mean, did, was that always part of the um, the plan to bring students in from the local community or did that just kind of evolve as the competition rolled on? That, that was definitely one of the goals was to, I mean, it, it, we can't just have them. We could have the module competition. We could certainly have other members of AICHB, you know, going through and interacting with the different, you know, different experiments or demonstrations, but that wouldn't really serve the purpose, right? It's communicating to a different audience there. Uh, and so we, we wanted to make sure we had students in the local area and, and you know, their parents and educators would, would all be welcome to be able to come on site. Uh, and, and we kind of realized that we could have the modules there, um, but there might be some modules that might not be on the right uh, intellectual level for some of the students since we had students coming in who are kindergarten all the way up through high school. Uh, and we wanted to make sure that there were other opportunities for them to be able to interact. So having, you know, uh, the 3M wizards come in and give demonstrations or, or you know, having a keynote speaker so that it, there was more time directly for them. Uh, that, that really kind of made it worthwhile for, for everyone who's involved. Speaking of that, um, I'd like to turn to Christina for uh, just a moment. Christina, how did you first um, hear about the program? What was your reaction to it? And, and how did 3M participate, I mean, beyond what they were, he's just saying, I mean, Lucas was saying the 3M wizards, that sounds really interesting. So tell me a little bit about this. Yeah, uh, amazing. No, when I um, heard the question, Christina, would you like to be able to come with the 3M visiting wizards uh, to a K-12 event? At the AICAG, I said, I didn't know this was happening. So tell me more about it. <laughs> The truth is, Emily, one of the organizers, had gone to our webpage and had noticed that we have visiting wizards. And that's a program that we have had for many years, all volunteers. I have volunteer in that program. And we have come up with kits. Let's say what, um, what you guys are calling uh, modules that we go to schools and we engage in actual demonstrations. They are hands-on, people participate. So Emily said, oh, Christina, could you come and do this sort of experiments? And we then chose, because it's chemical engineering, we chose the one that illustrates fluids, but illustrate fluids in a really interesting way because we use air. <laughs> and 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 people were really really engaged during the session, but that's actually how, how I came to know. Of course, I immediately said I'm very interested in being the keynote speaker, and I'm very interested in taking the opportunity to talk to students and parents about what the what is a chemical engineer. What do we do? I I happen to be biased, but I think it's one of the best careers ever. <laughs> you know that somebody can do. So um, that was actually my experience. Well, let's let's explore that a little bit, Lucas and Madeline. I mean, it's just like this opportunity to talk to younger students seems to have become a key focus of this. I mean, it starts off as a competition for um, people who are studying or involved with chemical engineering, and it quickly evolves into an outreach program that will inspire younger people to be involved. So tell me a little bit about 
um, that marriage between the competition for older students and an outreach to younger students. Uh, what was it like? What did both groups get out of the experience? Lucas, maybe you could start. Uh, sure. So, so a lot of my research is in engineering education, uh, and and we know. I mean, there's been tons of studies on when we start losing kids' interest in STEM. Uh, we we know that it's you know as early as fourth grade because that's when the math starts getting hard. Uh, and so, with with that in mind, right? We we know that you know the whole purpose of outreach is to try to stimulate these young students' interest in STEM and and hopefully their confidence and understanding as well, right? We we know we need to have some way of helping them get past any and any current difficulties they have so they can see the benefit of staying in, in the field uh, much, much longer than that, right? If we can show them what the real world, what the real world applications are or whatever, you know, any extensions of the ideas that they're learning about, help them see these, these benefits and long-term possibilities. So we, we, you know, that's the whole purpose of outreach, right? That's what we're trying to help support within the K-12 committee, you know, any outreach activities there are. Uh, from the other side though, I mean, we, we know that the, if you are working with younger students or you're trying to explain what you're doing, right, that, that broadens your ability to communicate, right? And a lot of times when you're working along younger students like this, um, this can potentially help you to, you know, better understand what you're doing because you are can analyze your results better. You can figure out how you can communicate it more effectively, right? It, it, it can stimulate a lot within the people who are presenting it. So the, there are benefits on both sides, you know, Helping to helping these engineers to connect with non-scientists or non-engineers, uh, you know, to try to help them under, you know, help the people that aren't always involved in these fields see the importance of it, right? And and helps to emphasize why we need to communicate our, our work so well. So Lucas, I mean, that's that's yes. Yeah, I would like to add something here because I sure. do believe what you're saying is totally um, correct. Engineers have to tell their story. We have to do better, better at communicating to everybody what we do. And to we have to make it be fun and, and actually be descriptive. And that's why, frankly, Bob, I took the opportunity to, to use my career as an example. It's important for students and for parents to see that engineers look like them. You know, that we're not special and that, and that, that we are of many sizes. <laughs> yeah, and that's not an easy task because, you know, chemical engineering, you know, for that matter, all engineering is a very complex subject. So, I mean, these are complex processes we're dealing with. So what are some of the tactics that you employed, Lucas, um, in your research and your efforts to bring it down to the level without dumbing it down? bringing it down to the students' level so that they can get inspired by it without taking away the meat and the excitement of what engineering and chemical engineering in particular can do. I think you can find things that are exciting to you, right? And if you are enthusiastic about it, uh, whatever the way that that might be, right, that then your enthusiasm is, is infectious to some degree, and, and that will help to kind of inspire those around you. Um, you know, and and there's, so there are many different resources you can use, right? I mean, I, I've always been passionate about comics, uh, and and you know, actually the visual text and 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 finding different ways of telling these stories. I mean, in my research, I've basically made comics to try to explain engineering concepts, right? I mean, so it, it's within creating modules, 
you know, these, these modules have a similar opportunity, right? Whatever you are potentially passionate about, you can find different ways of, you know, creating analogies between these works. So, for example, one of the modules that was on, on site was trying to demonstrate the difference between laminar and turbulent flow. Uh, and I would never have thought to be able to use this, but, you know, someone came up with the idea of using Play-Doh. Uh, and just pushing Play-Doh through a tube and, and at the different speeds that you push it at, you could potentially see that visual profile uh, and how it works. And so I think that there's, you know, there's different ways you can take that visual nature. You can try, try to utilize that to, instead of just showing diagrams or equations, you, you can connect to these, whatever these real world applications are. I mean, people who are doing this work, you know, we're passionate about it for some reason, right? We're involved in this field because, you know, it's what helps drives us. So if we can show why we're passionate about it, right, it's not just going to be equations or math, right? There, there's usually, you hopefully, there's a little bit more beyond that. So that, that's that's fascinating. I mean, it's just like, and so true. I mean, if we can get them through the eyes, if we can get them excited about it through just um, visualizing what's possible before they understand it, then they become intrigued and they go and search for it. And I think that's, that's, that's really good advice for anybody trying to teach something that's complex. Um, Christina, uh, before I move away from this, I, I want to learn a little bit more about what your keynote address was about. Um, maybe yes. you could give us the high points of it and tell the audience a little bit about what you were trying to go for. Yes, yes. I, I frankly even gave a description about what is chemical engineering. So I really say, you know, we use science. We use chemistry, physics, mathematics, biology, and even economics. It's very important to even bring that social science into the picture to essentially produce, uh, transform energy, uh, create new materials, uh, transport materials. So I started with the definition, but then I went into clear examples. I had samples with me of products that I have worked on. So things that I'm an inventor, I actually introduced to them what an inventor is. An inventor is a person that comes up with an idea that it's um, that is useful. It has to have a utility, that it's uh, non-obvious, that, uh, that it's new. And then I also got them excited about some of the materials that I work on by via a small experiment. So I asked one of the students in the in the group to come up and hold a flashlight. That flashlight was directed to a retroreflective material that is one of our products. And that person could be then pretend they were the driver. And then the light was coming back to their eyes as drivers. And that's actually what happened every day with engineers. We put things in the road that take people back to their homes safe. We create bridges. We uh, make plastics or polymers. No, I, and I explained how important it was to, to control some of the properties of the material, which in our, in our world we will call morphology, but it's just a structure in a molecule, to really create adhesives that can be gentle to your skin. So I think, um, I think that's what I concentrated in making it very, very practical and accessible to them. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, really hands-on and gave them the opportunity to experience it firsthand. I like how that went. And it was well-received, I'm assuming, by everybody. I mean, there was, like, good feedback from, from after the event? 
you know, I had a lot of people after that, that they wanted to talk with me one-on-one, -on -one, both parents and students. You know, they wanted to tell me what they had done in their classes, or they wanted to say, oh, I want to be an engineer. I want to do what you do. So how can you help me, you know, understand things better? I, it, it was a, a big connection. I felt we connected. That's, that's great to hear. Um, Madeline, talk to me a little bit about what's next on the committee's agenda. I mean, what other initiatives are AICHE, K through 12 committee? What are you working on now? And where does, where do you go from here, I guess? Well, you know, of course we want to kind of build off of the excitement and the success of our this first event, um, at the annual meeting in Orlando. So, um, you know, well, I guess I should say first and foremost, we do have uh, a new AICHE K through 12 community that uh, people can join. You sign up um, and it's, you know, the objective here is to kind of keep people in the loop about what outreach initiatives, you know, we're doing and, you know, build a network of other people that are, you know, also interested and passionate about outreach, you know, maybe kind of use it as um, as a vehicle to share ideas and, you know, see how we, you know, share that creativity and keep people engaged and involved in their own local communities. Um, and so then, you know, going off of the, the STEM module competition, we did have those winning modules and we would like to share them through a module database that is currently in the works, but definitely coming soon. Um, so people will be able to sign up and access uh, those activities and they can download the instructions as well as kind of the instructional, um, the take home handouts uh, and kind of do it by themselves, either in a classroom or maybe just at home. Um, but so if people weren't able to attend the meeting or just, you know, weren't in Orlando, um, they will also have the opportunity to experience some of those modules. Uh, and I think one of the last, I shouldn't say the last things, but another exciting thing we have coming up this year is uh, we have received funding for some STEM mini grants, uh, which will be designed to help support small local outreach activities uh, so we'll be setting up a means for educators or student groups or just anyone really involved with outreach uh, to be able to apply for these small amounts of support um, to conduct the modules from that 2019 uh, competition. So that's in the works. We're not quite there yet, but uh, I would definitely like to encourage the listeners, you know, if that's something that you're interested in or you know someone that would benefit from it, you know, keep your eyes out and... Uh, you know, hopefully you'll see an announcement about that pretty soon. And speaking of involvement, um, Lucas, how can educators and their students get involved in this year's outreach competition? Because I'm assuming you're, you're going to do this again, considering how well the first year went. Uh, that That's that's certainly the plan. Um, and, and again, I'll just repeat Madeline's plug uh, for the ASCG K-12 community. We, we launched that as part of the last year's outreach competition, and, and there are already uh, over 3,000 members that already signed up that we're you know, hoping to create this network from. That's impressive. Uh, so if there's uh, – yeah, we're, we're, we're very happy with that. Um, and then certainly we're going to be sharing a lot of what, what we've got from there. Um, so if, if anyone wants to get involved, if there are any ASCG members, you know, first and foremost, anyone who would like to uh, be involved with the K-12 committee, you know, we would gladly invite you to join us. Um, anyone who is interested in, you know, helping us build out the mission of supporting outreach activities throughout the Institute, you know, we, we, would, we would gladly have you on board. Um, 
we're working on the timeline for this year's outreach competition. We're trying to determine exactly, uh, hope, hoping to do it on the same scale uh, or potentially, you know, build it out even larger depending on, on what we can do. So uh, if you are interested in submitting a module for consideration, uh, we'll be announcing that hopefully uh, sometime soon here in, in the spring. Uh, so please keep an eye out for any timeline announcements. And if you are interested in, in being a part of the event in any way, you know, if you want to volunteer as a judge, uh, if you want to be part of you know, meeting with parents and students and, and trying to help have those one-on-one -on -one time that can connect them to chemical engineering, uh, if you simply just want to help run setup or check-in, you know, please feel free to contact us uh, and, and uh, reach out to, to Madeline or myself. And uh, we would love to have you on board and, and help to make uh, this next uh, next event in San Francisco this year be uh, even greater success if possible. What a great place to end up. So thank you very much for spending time with us today, guys. Thank, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Our guests today have been Dr. Lucas Landhair, Ms. Madeline Mueller, and Dr. Christina Thomas. For more details about the topics we discuss or to find out more about the Doing a World of Good campaign, visit doingaworldofgood.org. And that does it for this episode of Doing a World of Good. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, search for us on your favorite podcast directory or visit doingaworldofgood.org. On behalf of everyone at the American Institute of Chemical Engineers, I'm Bob Norp. Thanks for listening. Thank you.